0: ever go back in time, dear listeners, and wonder if you'd had a different childhood, different parents, a different education, that your life would be dramatically altered today? This is Jones and Wolf, a monthly audio fiction podcast featuring original music. This month's story, Waiting for Feodor, is about a father willing to make a tremendous sacrifice for his son's future. Enjoy. Ivanova, my beauty came into the living room as she always did, dressed to punish me. She had a platinum skirt on, and her creamy thighs were so moisturized they were glistening. Good morning, princess, I said, as she curled onto the couch across the room. It was the only large piece of furniture we had left, and it was bathed in sun from the skylight that slanted from the ceiling above. Ivanova, my love, my heart, My soul didn't even look up at me. She opened a fashion magazine instead. Jeremy, she said to our servant waiting patiently in the corner, be a dear and go get me a cup of coffee, will you? He nodded and went to the kitchen. I hadn't told him yet that I wouldn't have enough money to pay him through the end of the week. I just didn't have the heart. Perhaps you'd like to lunch near the lake today, I said. Maria and Thomas will be out there sailing, no doubt. Maria is a whore, Ivanova said, flipping through those glossy pages, but you can go if you like. I grimaced and sipped some more of the gin I'd poured in my teacup. Did you have a chance to check in on Feodor this morning? Her eyes shot up from the magazine when I mentioned Feodor's name, as I knew they would. All of a sudden, She was trembling with rage. Don't you mention Feodor to me, she said. Ah, I said, draining the rest of my gin. I forgot. I'm not allowed to talk about my own son. He's no longer your son. you forfeited those rights. No father would do what you've done. That's right, I said, shooting up from my chair. No other father would have such a vision. No other man would make the sacrifices I have to give his child such advantages in this life. But Ivanova, my woman, my wife, heard almost nothing at all. She was already out the door, the magazine lying at my feet where it had fallen after she'd flung it in my face. I wasn't sure how many gins I'd had, or what time it was when I finally went downstairs to my makeshift laboratory. I just know it was dark, and I was very drunk, and I wanted to check on Feodor, my son, my creation, my future, who was asleep now and wouldn't be awake for another three years. I bent over his bed, rested my glass on some of the machinery and smoothed his hair. There were electrodes taped to different areas of his head and a stimulus screen that curved around his eyes and pulsated with blue lights. I glanced at one of the monitors above his bed. Alphanumeric code streamed across the screen in neon green. I didn't know what most of it meant, but it captivated me. Occasionally, I recognized a combination the researchers had taught me. Pythagoras. Reykjavik. Parliament. Those were only a few concepts out of thousands that were flooding into my little boy's mind. That was the experiment. To see if a child could be programmed with the knowledge of a fully formed adult before their eighth birthday. Don't worry, my son, I said, resting my hand on his small body while it twitched from those synaptic impulses. Your mother, the others, they might not understand, but trust me, it'll all be worth it. And when Feodor wakes up with a fully formed intellect, what do you imagine he'll think of his father, and what he's done? Waiting for Feodor was written and narrated by me, Anthony Jones. The music and sound design were done by Joel Wolf. We'll be back next month with another story. Until then, my ephemeral friends, thanks for listening.